This podcast is brought to you by Kingdom at Work. If you're a business leader needing to get away from the daily grind and receive fresh vision, make sure to visit them online, www.kingdomatwork.com, kingdomatwork.com. Hey, thanks for tuning in to I Work For Him this afternoon as we broadcast you from Rancho Mirage, California. Hey, this broadcast made possible through a collaboration between I Work For Him, FCC, I and convene. Love for you to check them out online, FCCI.org and convenenow.com. We're on location at the 2018 International Summit, a gathering of Christ followers who desire to live out their faith in their work while pursuing excellence. Today, on the first half of I Work For Him, we're talking with Claire and Katie Volk. They're from Colorado, just north of Denver, and they've got a ministry, leadershipbythebook.org, leadershipbythebook.org. Claire and Katie, welcome to I Work For Him. Welcome. Glad to be glad here. Glad to be here. Katie is not sure that she's really glad to be here, but she said that anyway. That was a <laughs> we nice roped courtesy. her in. That's right. Hey, we always love to ask this question first before we get into anything about business, things like that. Claire, how did you become a Jesus follower? Okay, this is interesting. Um, uh, uh, th- we were in Min- Montana. I grew up. W- I grew up in the church, and mm-hmm. uh, but. Uh, I'm in Montana. A friend of mine invites me to an Amway meeting. We both go. I never didn't know anything about it. So you guys are already married. We're married. Kay. Yeah, we got one, two kids, maybe two, two. kids. And uh, I'm traveling all over, working for the John Deere company. Okay, mm-hmm. another free plug right here. I know. Yeah. For him. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, something intrigued me about that business. But then, so, so it just was intriguing about it. So we started hanging around, listening to tapes, and I heard people start talking about stuff I never heard about before. They talk about their faith and how it impacted was, and men start talking about the relationship with God, personal relationship. I never heard any of that before. And then we would go to some conferences, and I heard men start to talk about, particularly men, talk about their faith. And I just said, there is something here that I have to know about. But it's interesting, is it was that business meeting. Sure. Mm-hmm. These are business people. They're talking about And then I remember one guy said, like, you'll never have success until you get this part right. Oh, wow. I got some work. I mean, just it just got me the wheels turning. Mm-hmm. And then I started listening to watching. Uh, we would go to some weekend services, and then we'd go back to church. And I said, wait a second. I'm, I'm getting... I'm being encouraged to read the Bible here, but they never talk about it there. And so it just started getting into the Word, and then one thing led to the other. And we bath- and basically we were both re-baptized. We b- I was, I've been baptized three times, twice as a baby and then once as an adult. Well, so as a baby, you didn't get it done right the first time, <laughs> no. huh? They had to do it twice? <laughs> <laughs> and one thing that was cool about that story is yeah. we were just side by side in coming to the Lord. Yeah. And the day that we got baptized, immersed, that was the day we had our three kids dedicated. Then, yeah. And we just were being what we thought was obedient. And yes. we didn't know it was such a big deal that yeah. it would bring a whole family on one day to yeah. Very the cool. Lord and be dedicated. So it was, business, it was business people that maybe that's mm-hmm. why I always connected with this because it was a, it was a, it was in a church yeah it was in a business meeting then that got me back to well at the beginning business. amway was very much an evangelical evangelistic yeah. business organization it was i mean that was what it was all about so katie what about from your perspective as you're watching claire go through this evaluation you guys are talking about it that what was your perspective in all that in coming to christ i think we were just 
kind of step in step. We were kind of together on that. That was what was so cool because mm-hmm. you hear some couples talk about, well, one accepted the Lord first and then reeled the next one in at some later date. But it just kind of happened together for us because I was wanting to know more about Scripture, you know, for many years. This mm-hmm. happened when we were about 29, 30 years old. And we had just had our third little baby and we just made that decision together. It Mm-hmm. It's very unique. And you were connecting with some women that were starting to work, speak into your life that you connected with, too. That. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hanging out with ladies who, uh, for instance, I'd stop over at this one friend's house and have a cup of coffee, and as I'm going up to knock on the door, I see that she's laying her Bible down. Mm. And I thought, that's really interesting. And her husband was unemployed. They were going through some challenges, but there's always a peace about them. And that really attracted me, that you can find peace in Mm. bad circumstances. Hmm. Mm -hmm. So there was never really a time, Claire and Katie, that you guys had to connect your faith in your work because you were taught right from the beginning that they were already connected. Well, you know, but it wasn't until actually I was connected with, um, so we, we came to Christ in Montana. We moved to Colorado, and then I started a business. Then it was probably 10 years into the business when I was invited to a, 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 a luncheon one day. We talked about FCCI, okay. and I, a friend of mine introduced us to this. And I said, this is really mm-hmm. interesting. And so um, I said, I want to be a part of one of these groups. And it was part of that group that I really started to understand that, oh, wait a second, my business has a ministry component to it. That part I wasn't really connecting before that. That that happened later on. Katie, you said that you know Claire's been dragging you across the country, and you've always had to work for him. <laughs> <laughs> and you, and she said that off the air. She didn't say it on the air, but I want to make sure I brought it up just to rub a little salt now in the wound. No, it is on the air. No, it's on the air. Yeah. So, wh- was it? Did you have a disconnect between what your your work and your faith, or did you understand they were interconnected? I think I understood it pretty quickly. In fact, I went to every single FCCI conference with them for about ten years, and then I was in a I participated in a separate group from Claire, and then at some point, I was the only woman left in that group, and uh, two other women had to leave for health reasons and whatever. So then Claire joined my group, and he was already in another group or two. And so it's like, okay, I think I'm kind of semi-retired. Maybe I don't need to be here. And so anyway, I teased Claire that he took over my group. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, of course, we make it clear right here, and I work for him. Retirement, not biblical. You're part of the I retire for him nation is really what you are. That's Just finding right. purpose in those next stages yeah. of life. For sure. So let's talk about that. As you became involved in FCCI and you got to become more and more aware of this ministry that God had given you through your business, what kinds of things did you maybe change about the business that you were running? What kind of business was it first? Oh, yeah. We had an employee benefit business. Okay. okay. So we would uh, we would work employer groups and we would help them with their medical, dental, disability, and all the stuff they did for employee benefits. And so that was a business. We had a team of probably back then four or five people that were our you know that worked in our office with us and then eventually it grew beyond that but that's the work that we did so was there anything that you adjusted in your in your business the way you did things as you became more and more connected you know there's a several things that we did um it wouldn't take long we all i think we brought in a marketplace chaplain Oh, fantastic. That was, chapusa.com. Yeah. And so tell people what that looked like for you guys. It just, it meant that we were going to have a chaplain come in and hang out 
with our team mm-hmm. and they would spend some time and uh each and, week yeah and then and they and they start to build relationships with the team the fact that we'd have somebody there next to me find out you know they're spending a lot of well, they spent a lot of time together mm-hmm. because they didn't have these people often would never grace the doors of a, of a, of a church. Right. Some of them did, but a lot of them didn't. The other thing we did is, for example, in our leadership meetings, we started to bring in. We actually started to open them with prayer and, and introduce some of those uh, and, and to uh, have that part of it. And just, I guess, being a little bit more bold with what my what my purpose in business. And we actually start to draft the mission statement that we actually put God in it. Okay. Now that makes some people nervous. Mm-hmm. Um, so it it was just, and I, I love to tell this story. There was a young lady that worked for us, and at one time I was doing a review with her, and she was not a churchgoer at all, but she was just one of those you loved on your team because she just had energy, and she just was, you know, she just, I just love this lady. She just wasn't raised in a church. But she was never raised in a church. Mm-hmm. I said, is, uh, her name was Amy. I said, Amy, is there anything I could pray for you for? And she said, Claire, I just doesn't mean anything to me. I just, you know, I, you can if you want to, but that just doesn't mean anything for me. And so I said, okay, fine. And so, um, so about a year or two later, though, she, she was on our leadership team, and I always had, um, we had, so we're going to start with prayer, and it wasn't on the agenda. She said, why isn't prayer on there? <laughs> She's the one that brought that up. She said, I wow. think we should make sure we have prayer on our agenda. And she wow. was the one that, I, I was just like, you know what? It is making a difference. It is. Yes. It was just someone like that that was saying, okay, that's just the culture here. Mm-hmm. So it's slowly trying to change the culture to know that that's just how we do things here. And where's Claire, Amy today? She's still with the company. Would nice. you want to segue into their story with what happened to Tom? So this is an no, interesting No last names. <laughs> so her husband is a hunting with a friend, turkey hunting in a freak accident he gets shot in the face mm. she's in the, uh, in the office with us she comes running and she said i just got to call my husband been shot and so she's gonna and this is nebraska so they flight for life him back to colorado and and she but when the first people she calls is our chaplain excellent because that was and they were there with her all the way and then what's interesting is it was not only them but the best friend that Mm-hmm. Accident. Part, of the, the accident. part of the accident. Mm-hmm. He was there to minister to him. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so that was just interesting to watch all that. These guys are from Colorado. They've been married 45 years and they run a ministry called Leadership by the Book. You can find them online, leadershipbythebook.org. Claire, where did Leadership by the Book, what, what is that all about? What's that ministry all about? Well, Leadership got Book got started about three years ago. We were a part of FCCI for many years, and we wanted to just give it a fresh look at things and do some things different, and we just felt it probably best if we just started a new, uh, a new group with a little bit of different uh, structure, a little bit of different governance and, and how the finances worked and all that. And so we shared it with the people that were part of the groups that were out there, and they were all on board. And so it was about three years ago we started, and we got the idea from – uh, there was a time back 20, before I, right before I started, there was maybe 35 to 40 leadership groups in Colorado in that Mount, Mount, Rocky Mountain area. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I thought, wow, what if we could do some things that back then seemed to work? And let's try to reduplicate that again. And we just felt that this was the best way to do that. And so. So what do you do in these groups? Um, it, we take business people together. And we expanded to just not only the owner, but the elite. If you're a leader okay. and you're aspiring to be the, the, the leader or you might be the owner of this business someday, you can come into a group, of, uh, a group of people that will, number one, we pray for one another. 
we will get some teaching about what does biblical leadership look like, and then we talk about how do we apply that to what's going on today mm-hmm. in, in the business that you're in. So I think it might be obvious to some people, leadership by the book, but what book are we talking about? The Bible. The Bible. And we always go back to, does it fit scripturally? How does that fit in? And, and we always kind of, that's the test. You know, for a lot of people, they still haven't come to grasp with the idea that there are leadership principles in the Bible. Right. Um, so are you finding a lack of material out of the Bible to use? No. no. What's interesting <laughs> is I know that was not so a much. trick question, I promise. <laughs> there is so much. There is just identifying what yeah. it really says and someone to kind of communicate in such a way that, oh, that's where that came from and mm-hmm. that's why it works. Mm-hmm. And when you can tell when you get when you start to miss it. For sure. Yeah. So we're here at Rancho Mirage, California. And it's a, it's an international summit combining FCCI convene and lots of other ministries really just here celebrating our faith and our work and, and pursuing excellence. Mm-hmm. Rolled out this week, Ergon or Ergon 412. You have decided to, to engage, you know, leadership by the book with Ergon 412. To you, first of all, what's Ergon 412. Well, as it's been explained to me, and I know it's still very conceptual, it's just an idea. It's, it's a way to bring different groups together that all do different things, uh, Leadership by the Book, FCCI, Convenience, and various others, but somehow work collaboratively. Because right now, even in where we live in Colorado, there's Convene groups, there's uh, uh, the uh, C12, King, C12 groups, groups sure. there are... Uh, um, uh, Kingdom Way companies, they operate mm-hmm. different. They have a they have groups, mm-hmm. and yet we're all doing the similar things, but yet a little bit different, but yet all for the same purpose. Right. And could we accomplish more together? Mm-hmm. What do you think the and answer is to that question? Do you uh, think you can accomplish more together? Oh, I, th- I think I know the answer. <laughs> yes, yeah, we could get. I just think you bring in uh, being a part of. I think something bigger would makes a lot of sense, and so that's what we're very interested in. You know, Jim, we love the word collaboration, and I think that, um, you know, unity is something that Christians pride themselves, you know, the scripture talks about unity, we're supposed to be unified, yet we're not very good at Mm -hmm. it. And so I think in in today's culture, the word collaboration is really what unity really is. And so seeing people come together and want to collaborate for the same purpose, which is the gospel, Mm -hmm. is really what it boils down to. What excites you about this collaborative effort called Ergon 412? I just think we could have much more impact and much bigger influence and attract people that would say, wait, and, and I think get the message out much mm-hmm. broader because a, a lo- we're going to have a small impact as we are. I mean, we could have an impact. I think in the community that we're in, which is Longmont, Colorado, we have five groups operating, actually mm-hmm. six. Wow. So that's not bad, but what about the, all the other communities around the area? What about the Denver area? Yeah. How do we really impact that? And so could we do it faster if we work with, with them and not be so worried about who's going to get the credit? Yeah. I mm-hmm. think that's the big thing. Who cares who gets the credit? It's that if, if he's glorified and business has changed, we have this little thing. That if you transform a leader, you can transform a business, you could transform a community. Amen. But you have to have, it starts with the leader, starts within the business is different. I always said, if enough business is done different, the community will be different. Well, we have to have, how does that happen in, in faster? 
But you know, Claire, you are leading from a, a position yourself of great humility for, for you to say, well, who cares who gets the credit? Mm-hmm. That's really, I mean, God should get the credit, right? right. Yes. Um, so speak to our listeners, if they're maybe, um, you know, kind of working in a silo by themselves with their own little agenda, how can you encourage them to be more collaborative? Well, I think one of which is just to get to know who they are and realize what if we could do something together? And I think that's what Ergon is about. So what if we could do some things together and realize we got people that are probably in, they're attending our groups, they really should be in that group mm. because they probably could be better served, but they don't even know about it. Right. They have people that come to them and they say, you know what, you probably better serve in that group or you got some people in your organization, they could be served better there. Isn't and that so, music to your ears, Jim, no, to is. hear somebody yeah. who sees that big picture? Well, but that, I get that. That. Well, and that's something we've been talking about on the air for the last five and a half years. There's a lot of incredible faith and work ministries out there that have specific niches, mm-hmm. and they can they, they can slot up next to each other and, and just focus on what their specific calling is. And when it doesn't fit that calling, then they refer to the people on either side of them. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that's really what it's all about. Yeah. What have you seen? So the groups that you've been leading for leadership by the book, are those men and women groups together? Do you have men and women together? Mm-hmm. We have one group that's all women. Yeah, wow. it's it's all women. A, a, a woman that's part. She's actually on our board. She uh, uh, she just wanted to start a group. We kind of helped her get started, and she has like seven or eight, nine women that come on a regular basis. They're all business leaders in some capacity. We have uh, most of the other groups are, are men, which has traditionally been that case. And some Kathy, as she mentioned, she used to be part of a group that had some some women in the group. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, we have one that is, and I think we have to expand in that area. We have to get more women in some of these groups. So I'd like to see more. You just called her Kathy. So, you know, the no. audience is going to go, do we have another woman here too? Okay. <laughs> no. Katie goes by several different names. <laughs> Kathy would be one of her other ones. Depends just so, on I don't, mood she's just so my listeners don't like, call me and go, Jim, you called her Katie. Her husband called her Kathy. What is her <laughs> real name? We're very confused. <laughs> same woman. It is the same woman of 45 years. How many kids you guys have? Three. Why did you have to hesitate at that? That's what I'm trying to figure out. <laughs> so three kids. How many grandkids, Katie? We just got number nine from China. Wow. Yes. Okay, so here's my question. Here's here's a tough one. You didn't see this one coming. How are you making sure that your grandkids, your kids, first we'll start with your kids, that your kids and your grandkids understand that connection between their faith and the work? What are you guys doing? Because you guys are expert in the experts in this. You've you've seen it now. What are you doing to, to build that intentionality into those kids and grandkids? That's a They're good question. They're pretty young yet for me to we'll be in talk about the kids, kids, but the kids aren't too oh, young. Oh, the kids, had, kids, yeah. Those, mm-hmm. those are, so, I mean, what are you teaching them? Yeah. How are you making sure they're, I mean, any of them entrepreneurs? Ross is quite We have a middle son who's an attorney that works by himself, okay. and he's plugged into one of the groups. Uh, so uh, he's getting trained. He's, he's getting, getting trained, that. right. Um, and he's had a long history of things that he's had to learn some things the hard way, but he's just doing terrific. Our oldest son uh, was in the business with us for a long time, uh, left a few years ago, but is at a place that's really, I think he's much better. It's just better mm. suited to his talents. But he was a part of a group for a long time, and we've yeah. been talking about how do we start a group where he is, that he could bring Good. some of his, he's mm-hmm. early 40s, where he could do that. Yeah. Our daughter lives in. Talking about Ryan, though, he's yeah. he and his wife are very involved with being in small groups. and yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. yeah, but a lot of times people don't hear this stuff at church. I mean, at church, they're not hearing sermons on that their faith matters, that the work matters to God. Yeah. You're right. So Ex- we have we talk about that a lot, but it, it this this is one of the things that I think that we have to work on that we haven't done such a good job is how do we get? I had a lady come to our meeting one time. She says, "Okay, where are your kids? 
why are they not sitting here at the table so the next generation hears this mm-hmm. stuff? And, oh, that convicted me. And I said, you know, it's just been a challenge, but we've got to get the kids in. Mm-hmm. So we actually started another thing, part of our leadership by the book. It's called, uh, we took a program called Venture Academy, which is really like a mini MBA program from a biblical perspective that actually I think Crown Financial kind of financed it in the beginning. Okay. Um, uh, Wade Myers did the teaching. It's, it's material is about eight, nine years old, but I can take it to a, a, a group of like within a business and we could bring them all and say, look, let's look about it's really like a, everything about business from as an entrepreneurial perspective. So we're seeing that could be another great way to bring it into the young people yes. that want to be in business, need to know about business. But it's not just business. It's no matter what their workplace is, they can they can bring they, glory to God. Yes, mm-hmm. and it's all, be, but it all ties it back into the biblical story. Right. Yeah. So Make that's it what's practical. nice. Make it practical, yeah. So that's how old is your oldest grandchild? Uh, we have a, a granddaughter, 10, on down to a couple two-year-olds. Yeah, so the 10-year-old's already dreaming about what she wants to do when she gets older. I mean, it's not too early to start that conversation. Yeah. This is a great conversation. Unfortunately, we're out of time. But Claire and Katie Volk, thank you so much for being on iWorkRim. Thanks for sharing a little bit more about leadershipbythebook.org with us. Thank you guys for being here today. You're welcome. It's our pleasure. Make sure you check thank them out you. online, leadershipbythebook.org, leadershipbythebook.org. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. Our workplace, it's our mission field. But ultimately, I I work work for him. him.